Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the Apples to Apples podcast. On the eve of the NFL draft, we have a draft centric episode. Did you start? You to... Excuse you? Did you start? Yeah, I was kind of rolling too. But that's okay. Go ahead. If you have something to say, we can stop. I got to talk, give a shout out to the first base coach, Brian Myers, on a great job today, but I did. I wanted to find out when to do it. I didn't realize you started. Go ahead. Well, you you already did, so shout out to Brian. I'll do it later. Oh, okay. Well, he'll get two then. Yeah, no, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Sam does it all the time. It's really good. Anyways, I was just just letting the the people out there in the orchard know that we have a mock draft or just draft. Are we going to do a mock draft? I don't think we can get through all 32 picks. I was thinking about it. Even if we just did one round, we'd have to spend like 30 seconds on a pick. That's, or I mean, a, a minute on a pick. And that's thirty. That's half the show. That's what I was trying to say. And that seems like a lot. So I think what what we'll do is we'll get we'll do a we'll mock a few picks. We'll we'll spend some time on some of our favorite teams, um, and we'll just talk some general trends. That was in the production meeting that you missed because you weren't paying attention. Yeah, I'm trying um, to figure out why two goalies are about to fight in hockey. I don't know. I'm not watching. You 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 you, you play distracted. That's fine. No, I'm not distracted. It was just happened to be on. But go ahead. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well, let me finish the intro, and then we'll, we can yeah, have our production I, meeting on air since you chose to not pay attention during the, the pre-show the pre-show production meeting. But anyways, thank you to everybody out there in the Orchard for tuning in. We have a NFL draft-centric show today. We obviously will touch on our other local teams, which some good, some bad, <laughs> some in between. Is there, where's the good? Oh, well, yeah. I, didn't, I mean, a few of the teams are playing very well. I know. Yeah, that's true. I, I, in fact, one but that normally plays the worst, it might be playing the best. Yeah, and they shouldn't be, by the way. But yeah, good point. You got to finish the intro so we can. I'm talk trying. How dumb they are. I'm trying. But, well, we talked about it a little bit last week. We'll talk maybe a little bit more, but we have to make sure we leave time for the draft. Yeah. But before that, I got to get through this intro quickly, so I will go back to that. If that's okay with you, Dad? Yeah, I don't care. All right, cool. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. You found us one way or another. Here is how you're going to tell your friends, your family, and everybody in between how to listen. Uh, you're going to send them to anchor.fm slash apples dash two dash apples. From there, you'll have links to all your favorite streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also just search directly on those sites. But once you're there, make sure you hit favorite, you hit like, you hit subscribe, you hit whatever you do on each of those sites. That way, every week, we are sent directly to your device, ready to listen once the show is published. You can also catch us on the PodMN app that is full of Minnesota sports and other things, podcasts and radio shows. Catch us there. And last but certainly not least, we are a proud, proud member of the WFNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio family. You can catch us live on Saturday mornings, 7 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, but 7 a.m. Central for those in the uh, vicinity of the airwaves in the Twin Cities area. We are just the appetizer, as Sam likes to say, to the main course, the hottest radio show in all the land, Connor's Corner. Uh, Dad, I'm not sure how you followed up the, the St. Thomas special, but uh, it's I mean, interesting. I guess you had we to try. followed it up with the same St. Thomas special because we were off the air this week for. Uh, there was some reorganizationing going on, and uh, so we uh, it was a repeat episode, which oh. you will play here again on Saturday. Wonderful. But you can also I mean, catch us on. When I say Saturday, I mean after us in a, in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, right. I guess it, that's what I meant by Saturday. Yeah, weird. 
I know. So that's 94.1 FM live on Saturdays. You can also catch us on their website, streaming WFNU.org, and you can also go download the live 365 app and catch us there through WFNU as well. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Apples2AppleSPC. You can always tweet us your questions that you may have week in and week out. But I want to get through that quick because we now have about 50 minutes left on the uh, on the radio version. We have a few extra minutes for, for spillover into the uh, the Apples to Apples After Dark section. Yeah. Um, I think we should spend a few minutes each on our local squads, uh, takeaways from the last week, things you're interested in, things you're not interested in. But I think we should... We, we It feels like we're obligated to spend the vast majority of time on the draft um, since it yeah. is such a big event and we are on the eve Bonsal. of said draft. That's that's my proposal for the show. No, I you normally do that, but you you you're, you seem no, a little I'm absent right now. How am I absent? No, I said you were absent. I don't absent. even know if Sam's on the phone right now. I'm still here. Oh, there he is. Hey, He's Sam. still suffering from COVID vaccine. Yeah, what's effects. the deal? Are you still sick from COVID? No, I mean, I, I've had a cough for like three weeks, but since everything you got else is COVID, fine. Since you got the COVID shot. I, I get my second dose next week, so I might be out for two months after that. That's fair. But I'm good. Just a little cough, but we're good. Okay. Stay hot. I just like to try to let Drew get through the intro, unlike you. I totally let him get through it. Drew? I'm here. You guys oh. sounded like you were just having a nice conversation. I was also yep. waiting for you to kick off with whatever team you want to start with. Oh, I'm supposed to do that? Um, that's kind of your job, but that's fine. I, I mean, I can do it. I, I just feel like... No, I mean, I I, I, I guess... I, so I'm curious. Uh, I think people listen to the show. And I'm wondering if people were listening to the show last, like, off season for the twins when we told them exact and not all when I say we I mean mostly me and then sometimes you guys would agree mostly Sam not so much Drew because Drew the sky is pink in Drew's world and he just wants to see the best in everyone which is not a bad quality to have it's just not realistic when it comes to Minnesota sports but that's fair but uh every single thing that I slash we said was gonna happen has happened terrible manager horrible team we signed a guy the White Sox didn't want. He's beyond awful. Uh, we still use a, you know, we, once in a while we still have a catcher that strikes out every single time leadoff. I mean, nothing's really changed. I wonder if people remember us saying that. But let's start there because we shouldn't spend a lot of time on it. Um, I don't know. I mean, is there anything left to say? I'd like to quickly defend myself. I've said from the jump. That I think Rocco's a bad manager. So yeah, no, that's, I said that we. I, I did say we. So I, I would like to slightly defend myself there. I, the only thing I I will say is, um, well, not the only thing, but one thing I will say about about Mr. Colome especially, and then he doesn't merit more than thirty seconds <laughs> on this episode with his play, is there's taking a step back, um, because of new team, whatever. I mean, blame it on a lot of things. There's taking a step back, which I think we would have been okay with. He's been. He was a very good reliever for the White Sox, and that's why I think we would have taken, you know, even a slight step back. And then there's being historically, historically bad. <laughs> and that's been him through 25, 30 games, whatever we're at, at this point. Um, so I don't think as you could not have li- – I'm not even trying to be funny. and You'll say, like, oh, I did, but that's and that's fine. But I don't think you could, could have fathomed a guy that has been at least above average as he has 
being as bad as he has. I mean, we've brought up random guys from AAA for the last five years, and they're better than this. So there's like, there's bad, and then there's historically bad, and, and that's what he's been, which has been absolutely ridiculous. I mean, well, I, I sent you the tweet that he legit is the worst, and like yeah. historically, it his current negative two point one win probability added is the worst in the history of baseball for relievers first eight appearances with the team. So he's legit the worst and, he could ever be. And I don't mean to defend Taylor Rogers because he's had his ups and downs for sure, but he's been the only one that's any good this year. So but even and, him and he's, his, his ERA is very low, but he gives up at least two hits every time he's out well, there. I mean, that's fine. It is he? I don't think he's let up a single run this year. Maybe one or two, but listen, he's been the only one that can prove to go out there and give get outs without giving up runs. I don't care if it's an adventure to get there. He he maybe earns that has earned that that closer spot. Um, but, I don't know. The, the bullpen's a, a wreck in general. I mean, if that's makes, your bar. The thing that makes it a little better is uh, Liam Hendricks for the White Sox is almost a five ERA, so he's not pitching great either. But still, and so is every guy we, we let. The only guy that we let go that's been any good is is Trevor May, who I think we all three of us were upset we let him go. Yeah. But, Exactly. Romeo, Romeo, Romo stunk here. He's even worse on his new team. Um, Mr. Clippard is hurt on the IR, and Mr. Whistler is worse than Romo. So except, I, except for May, I don't care who they let go. It's who they just didn't sign. They didn't sign anyone any good. But we well, never really. I, did. There weren't really a lot of great relievers out there. I mean, you, there would be a strong argument, and this is what I was saying. Like, if you objectively looked at the the closer options out there, Colome was top three top five at the very least and he has been just un unequivocally bad and it's a large reason why we have the record we have now on the slight bright side um we continue to waste games played well by this man but byron buxton seems to have finally figured it out he's actually staying on the field relatively well um the rest Which of the team said we did yeah. say if he stays Although, on again the field. On the to the converse of Mr. Colome, but I think Buxton's better than we could have ever imagined. I mean, he's hitting over 400 and his slugging's over 900. He stole a base today. That was refreshing too. Yeah, when um, we we're up eight runs, they let him steal yeah. when we we're up eight runs. I, I don't get it. Down I, one. He, it makes no he's sense. Just, he's such a poor coach. I, I don't even understand it, but it just it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. It's probably it's sad to say. I mean, we're not even 40 games in out of a 160 game season which think of it this way that's like the equivalent of four games yeah the math is right four games in in the nfl which a lot can change but um yeah i don't know i just it also it's weird i like every guys have been hurt guys have had covid like they're not helping themselves out i love like didn't rocco give some explanation about not having slow runners in front of Buxton and blah, 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 blah. Does he understand if he leads off, there's no one in front of him? He led off today. Yeah, thank you. And he went five for five. So let's put yeah. Garver back there, who shouldn't even be on a, on a major league roster. Uh, Whatever. I actually had a friend who's a, a Yankees fan DM me on Twitter two days. I don't know why he didn't text me, but DM me on Twitter two days and goes, he just goes, uh, and then we should move on from the twins. They don't they don't deserve this much time. But he just tweet, he goes, dude, what happened to Mitch Garver? <laughs> and he goes, I remember being terrified of him in the 19 yeah, 2019 well, playoffs. And he goes, so I I drafted him for fantasy. And now he's the backup for something named Ryan Jeffers. And I was like, dude, and he shouldn't even be doing that. Yeah, I was like, dude, I don't know. 
It's almost sad. Like, well, I hope he I'd, started him today. What? I hope he started him in today. I, I have no clue. I, I didn't. I, I, we went back and forth. This was well, maybe the one bright spot was Byron Buxton was playing MVP numbers, and he picked like the game of the week. It said on YouTube there was over eighty thousand people watching, so at least he was getting some. Yeah, what's the deal? There? National recognition for his performance, and so people should be looking at him as an MVP. They were on YouTube. That was weird. So um, there, there'll be more to come there. I mean, when some of these guys, at least Kirilov's playing. I mean, he's been fine, not great. He's been fine, um, but at least he's playing. I mean, you know, I think it, it, the more guys come back, the better. Sano's not playing, which has actually been pleasant. But as as bad as as average, I guess is what I'll say. As Kepler is, you don't realize that he's actually a you don't realize he's actually a very above average corner outfielder fielding wise until you see Rooker and Kirilov who are subpar yeah. to be generous. Well Kirilov should be at first base. Yeah. Well Ostadio's mashing. Can't keep Tortuga out. Yeah, I mean that's as crazy as that is. He's hitting three hundred. No, I, I, I can't I know, but I mean they're it's yeah. not really doing much. Well I mean nothing is. Um <laughs> so, so can you explain to me what the flying you know what the Timberwolves are thinking right now? Why are we why are we getting hot right now? Why I'm, are we on what are we doing? I'm gonna toss this to Sam because we spoke last week and I don't think you're listening about the trade offs of tanking and having only a forty percent chance at taking at keeping our pick and building, you know, a culture of six moderate but some sort of success and winning. With this core, and, and, and we went back and forth on it. So I, after after now we're we're maybe nine and six now, but at, at the very worst eight and six since D'Lo came back and with Mr. Finchie. Um, that's still with no Beasley. That's still starting two rookies. Uh, that's still with no other true rim defender besides Cat. And they're succeeding. And you know, I, I want to get I want to hear Sam's thought because I know he was conflicted about it last week. And after a few massive wins against who is the best team in, in the West right now. I, I wonder how that's impacted those thoughts. Yeah, I mean, we're 3-0 against the Jazz, uh, which is, I have no idea how that's possible. And then, I mean, you look at Finch's record. I think Finch is 12-21 and 21 or 12-20 and 20 or something. He's a head coach, and Saunders was 7-30, and 30, whatever he was, 7-20, whatever he was this year. Uh, and so, honestly, I'm going to say I just want us to keep winning and playing well together. Because it seems like the coach is building chemistry with the players. The players are building chemistry with each other. They're staying healthy. And it seems like when prove, when they're staying healthy and playing together, they play well together. And they're about a 500 team. Let uh, me ask you two a question. And and lastly, before Dad asks this question, if even if we had the highest odds, we had the worst record in the league, I still think the league would rig it so we wouldn't. So our pick would be number four. So the Warriors get it. So I, I just want us to keep winning because I have no faith in the league. The, the lottery's rigged. That's actually fair. But so let's say we were guaranteed to get Cade Cunningham. No. Don't want him. You don't want him? Why? Why? No. I don't want him. I don't know what the alternative is, but if I was, if I was guaranteed a player, it, it wouldn't be him. Would be my choice. That's well, let's say you're guaranteed the first pick. Everybody's taking Cunningham. And everyone says he's the first pick. All right, so let's say you're guaranteed the first pick. Would you would you would you want him to tank then? Uh, I think a starting five of well is the first pick. Do we have to have the last record, the worst record? 
let's just say we let's just say we end up with the worst record. We get the first pick. Was it worth tanking? I mean, <laughs> are we are we done winning? Like you haven't really answered the question. Well, in order to, I mean, I'm assuming if we keep winning, we're not going to get I, that. That's saying if the lottery didn't exist, would you want them to tank? Well, let's just say, let's just even if it I'm does. I'm still going to say no. Okay. All right, that's fair. I well for I think K Cunning. I think it starting five with Cat going to the four and Mobley at center would be very good with a couple more pieces on the bench with Beasley coming off the bench and then getting rid of Juancho and Lehman for some other pieces would be very good uh, in a playoff team. But I still, Mobley's pretty raw. He's probably a couple years away is the problem. And I would just want us to win now. We're kind of in a win now. Well, Nas That's Reed is No, Nas He's Reed not is a, playing a, well. a, quite the defender we need. I, I think I'm really with Sam. I think we're at the point where All right. the majority of our core, save for... Ant and McDaniels, who you know, ideally McDaniel's probably comes off off the bench depending on who we sign in the off season. But, um, like they're all kind of in their prime, and it's like, is it worth it to lose games to get a guy who may or may not be ready? Okay. And you look every year at rookies in the NBA, the very best rookies that contribute still do so on sort of a like, I mean, Ant is putting up big numbers, but it's inefficient and he's not great defensively. Ball was playing very well but he was playing very well because he actually had a half decent team around him and, and and he's just very good you look at a guy like Wiseman he I, like I guess what I'm trying to get at is like rookies in the NBA specifically take time there's very few that truly make a, a substantial impact from day one okay. and there's something to be said about instead of plugging that roster spot with the rookie plugging it with a a veteran guy who does exactly what you need him to do from the day he shows up I got um, questions for you two on this. Okay. All right. So one briefly, what don't you guys like about Cade? I I go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just oh, this say, is weird. I was just gonna say I watched him play a good amount of games, and he seems like a very inconsistent player, uh, more than Edwards even, and. He doesn't. All, he doesn't seem like he is very as talented as people make him out to be. He kind of seems lackluster in the defensive end, and he's a good three-point shooter. But I think Suggs is a way better playmaker than Cunningham. They say Cunningham's a very good playmaker, but if you watch Suggs play, he's a way better passer, way better ball handler. Uh, he makes his other teammates better. Cunningham doesn't make his teammates better. Uh, and then Mobley, I think. I wouldn't want. I would rather have Mobley or Cunningham because I think Mobley fits our roster better, our needs better than right, Cunningham. I have a follow-up question for you too. Let's just say we do continue. To, we do. We do get the number one pick. Now, from everything I'm hearing, you guys think we should trade it? Yeah, I I, I think okay. so. Fair enough. I well, let me put it this way: if you can get the equivalent of either, and I I hundred well, percent agree with basically what. I said you have the number one pick. You can get whoever you want. Well, maybe. Um, you have to find a team willing to to take it, and that team has to have exactly what you want. I think someone but, would, but okay. No, someone would take it. I'm just saying it, you may not. What? Let me. It, what I'm saying is I a totally agree with Sam. It's it's not as much against Kate Cunningham as it is just we already have Kate Cunningham on the roster. Like if we walked out next year with Russell, 
Cunningham, Ant, and Beasley. That's four guys that all do the exact same thing. It's okay. just not necessary. So Mobley fits that stri- kind of stretch, big rim defender that we need. And Suggs is a true sort of playmaking ball handler that could do what Rubio is supposed to be doing for us, but isn't really doing that well. Um, and is better at playing off the ball because he can actually shoot. So Fair. I take that first round pick and I find a guy that does one of those two things, preferably the big stretch rim defender, because Cat, it, it's clear Cat is a actually a very good, not very good, but actually a good wing defender. And he's oddly enough better guarding uh, at the four position than the five, which is what it is. But you go and get some guy that can do what he's unable to do on defense. It, it, like if Jared Vanderbilt was just like three inches taller and like a little bit bigger, like that'd be perfect. So if you can find somebody who's got a guy like that, I'm, I, I don't know who that exactly would be off the top of my head, but if you can find a guy like someone like that, that wants that first pick, that's what you would have looked for with that pick anyways. So get it and be better on day one than you would have been with that rookie. Because if they continue at the pace they're going right now, and if these last 15 games are proof of anything, they're actually not that bad. In fact, they're an above 500 team that's beat the best team in the in the West twice. Um, so there's uh, something Amico there. I think. Sir may never have kids again. Well, I thought it was his hand. Oh, maybe it is his hand. Then his hand yeah, covered. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a tough. I I don't know. It's very hard to have any confidence in the Timberwolves whatsoever. But speaking of Nico, uh, the Wild. I mean, I I find the Wild. I think we touched on it last week. Very interesting, because as well as they're playing, you still don't have confidence they'll do anything in the playoffs. Well, The only reason I, I slightly disagree is we've had a very good success against Las Vegas. That's the and, only team, but we're not going to play them. Well, that's true. But we haven't been Maybe. as bad against Colorado as you think. It feels like we, we lose every game, but we're actually 3-5 and five against them. Um, and they're coming off a big COVID pause with a bunch of guys hurt. So you get them in a weird spot in the playoffs. You, you never know. So, um, yeah. And I mean, we, if we, if we ever had to play St. Louis, we'd get crushed by them too. So yeah, it's weird. Well, that's not true. And the thing is we might play Vegas. We're one point behind Colorado and they have one game in hand against us. Uh, so there's still a chance we get the two seed, but we'd, that means we'd play Colorado. Yeah. But I mean, for the future, I mean, yeah. it, we could. Could we? If we could win the first series, we could win the second. I don't know. It's it's just weird. I mean, they're one of the top like what four teams with the record. Three of them are all in the same division. How is that even possible? I mean, yeah. Before we move on to the NFL draft, like the the state it's of so the three weird. teams playing right now is so different than what you would have expected. That there's immense excitement around the Timberwolves and how they're playing. Right. The Twins. No one could be more upset about it, excluding today's game and the wild look like the best team in town. Like if you at the beginning of all of these seasons said, that's where we'd sit in April, people yeah. looked at you like you looked at you like you were crazy. And the wild being the best team in town and one of the best teams in hockey still have two teams ahead of them. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. why are we always in the toughest conference <laughs> division, whatever you want to call it? It's Although just, to, to Sam's point, they're not as far back as they normally are, but yeah, no, I know. But, but if you take the wild and compare them, to everyone else, the Wilder like uh, would well, be ahead of almost everybody. There are no, then we should move on to the NFL draft. It gives us exactly 30 minutes. But there are six teams that have clinched a playoff spot this far across 
two of the two divisions. Right. Two divisions have had nobody qualify, and two divisions have had three teams each. It, right. It's just weird. No, I know. I know. Um. All right. Um. <clears throat> so NFL draft. How do we want to do this? Uh, of the five quarterbacks. So I think let's just. Gl- let, Lawrence is going one. We're all in agreement. Yeah. Yep. Is there any re- is who do you think is, is going to to the it's Jets? The, I feel like the, the Brigham Young guy Wilson. who's proved who's proved nothing is going to makes total okay. sense. Jets. So the, those two seem to be sort of a foregone conclusion. So we, can we just gl- skip over those two? Yeah, we don't need to right. talk about yeah. them. So let's go immediately to what it seems to be the the top the top topic I of don't conversation, and then we'll get question. to then we'll get to the Vikings and other teams that we like. I don't think San Francisco goes out of their way to trade up to three. There's rumors they're going to trade Jimmy G back to the Patriots. Yep, that makes Um, sense. Means they're going to take a quarterback. There's said that. Yep, Mac Jones from Alabama. There's Justin Fields from Ohio State. Uh, There's Trey Lance from North Dakota State. There's others, but it's really one of those three guys. It's the Um, Alabama dude. There's no question. Well, I don't care what they say. Shanahan wants Jones, and then Lynch and the GM, Lynch the GM, and the other guys. Uh, want Lance. So, I mean, it's going to come down, like, it's the GM's decision, but uh, I have a feeling they'll go with the head coach's one. I mean, he's supposed to be quarterback guru, and if he thinks he can make Jones into a superstar quarterback, I think they have to trust their head coach. So, I, I, I would, I guess, they go with Jones. Yeah, 100%. It, it, yeah, and I think the only thing I'll say is it fits the Shanahan MO. I mean, this is a guy who begged for Jimmy G. He has talked non-stop about how much he likes Kirk Cousins to the point there was trade rumors about it. Um, Just so he wants a guy like that. And, you know, that's not really, it's made... not really Fields. It's definitely not Trey Lance. I, I think it's, it's Mac Jones mostly by default. And I don't even think he's the, I don't think he's the best out of those three. I don't think he will be. Um, he may have the best, "Quote unquote best rookie season because he'll go into a actually very good situation, but I, I don't I don't think in the end he he's the most talented out of those three, but he is almost exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants, and I don't that's what they traded up to get. So I don't yeah I don't think you trade that much to I don't think you trade as much as they traded and not know who you're taking that that seems insane to me. I agree with that. It's all I, I, that, totally. yeah. Yeah. Now, I think there's only two quarterbacks out of these five that are going to be any good whatsoever. It, I'm assuming Lawrence will be because that seems to be just and I think the North Dakota guy, I think the rest of them are going to suck. So I, I personally think Fields will fall to the Vikings. Would you even think of taking him? I won't, but I'm just no, curious. I, I no, see what I, you I, I mean, I see what you I, I, you I think you have to trade back. Yeah, at I think that if point, he's sitting right? there, let, and let someone come up and get him. I and it's it's I think it's a matter of time before we have to address the quarterback position post Kirk Cousins. I mean, we we have too much money into it now for it to maybe make sense. Um, but no, it's a it. matter of time. We're close. If if Fields falls, I I wouldn't. I really wouldn't blame them that much, to be honest. Um, it wasn't that long ago he was good. What? I just don't think he'll ever be good. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's a separate, yeah, that, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess it's not separate, but I guess I'm just, I'm more talking about the quarterback position in general. If any of those guys fall to them. Yeah. Um, I think you sort of have to at least think about it. it it's a matter of time before Cousins is done. I mean, it, oh, I agree it, with we that got part. too much money poured in that, you know, not, it's not going to be today, but it's soon. 
If it's not this year, they're going to have to address it next year. And if one of these guys falls, do you at 14? Maybe maybe you do that. I, I, okay. No probability. Yeah. But I think you you, you trade back. Some I Sam? Yeah. I was, I was at, when you, say what you're going to say, but then answer this question. Do you trade up if you're the Vikings? Uh, well, I was going to say if Fields falls, uh, I don't. I don't think we take them. We'd probably trade back a couple of picks. But if you look at this past, the past Super Bowl champions for the past five years or so, they've dominated both sides of the ball on the line, and that's what we need help on. We need an offense line, and we need some defense, some defense line depth right now. So I think that's what we focus on in the first round. And if that means trading up to get that, um, to get that tackle from Oregon, maybe. But that's I. I want. Um, I don't know, but I feel like the team at seven will want a lot for that pick, and I'm no, I still want our second round pick to to get the edge guy, or if we don't take him, or 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 maybe even a quarterback in the second round. So I would, I want to keep our first round and second round pick. Well, not if we trade up, we don't have to keep that one, but um, I'm not, I wouldn't trade up and get rid of the second round. Fair. Okay, so. What do you? I mean, are all five quarterbacks going in the top ten? Do you think? I th- I think so. I don't think. I don't think a quarterback gets past. Um, well, Denver just traded for Teddy, but I don't think that means they won't won't take one. I don't think a quarterback gets past ten. No, I think between. I mean, Jacksonville Jets, Jacksonville the Jets and the Niners are taking them for sure, and then between Atlanta, and Detroit, and New England, and Denver. They're going to take the other two. I, I don't know in what order. I don't know how it's going to occur. But I, I find it hard to believe well, that. It, sound, it sounds like Atlanta will take is going to, it wants Pitts. So they probably won't take a quarterback. And Detroit, I'm not so sure they, they'll want. I don't think they'll take one because I, they, I think they think Goff might be good. Yeah, right, well, so. I also think the reality is those are it, for, there's also a, a handful of teams in there that don't need a quarterback at all. Cincinnati, Miami, um, Carolina just went and got Donald. By the way, I think Miami needs a quarterback, but I get what well, you're saying. Well, they don't think they do. Denver that's doesn't anymore. They got Teddy, too. I, yeah, but yeah. you really – yeah. I you think sure? the only reason five quarterbacks go in the top ten is if a team trades in the top ten and takes Well, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is for As many teams in the top ten need a quarterback, the same amount don't even sort of need one. So somebody who does, you know, whether it's – it's Washington or it's, you know, um, who's another quarterback needy team? Chicago. I mean, there's plenty of teams that could, yeah, there's plenty of teams that could trade up into that top 10, I think would. So I, I would be very surprised if they get past 10. Maybe, maybe they get get to, you know, 12 or 13, 11, and then 11, 12, 13 is three <clears throat> teams that are interesting because, the Giants, I think, are at 11. Don't really need a quarterback, but maybe they're not convinced about Daniel Jones. Eagles, similar situation at 12. Are they really sure about Jalen Hurts? I mean, right. if like, what do the Eagles do? You know, if Justin Fields falls to them, um, I, I think you would. Uh, there's, I find it very surprising. Let me to wrap up the quarterback conversation. Almost impossible for one to get to the Vikings. I find it almost as unlikely that anybody gets past 10. But I think. To Sam's point, between trades and whatever, nobody's getting past, uh, nobody's getting to us at, at the very least. Um, tell what was Talbot doing? Whatever. Talbot just made some 
dumb mistake to let in the goal. But, I mean, the thing about the Bengals is, too, they need wide receiver and they need an offensive line, especially offensive line. But they got Chase and Smith sitting there, like, likely just sitting there for him at five. Do they go out and get a wide receiver one, probably? Um, but right. or do they adjust the line? Because their offensive line is brutal, and you want to tech, protect your franchise quarterback. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, who you already didn't protect. So Yeah. I... um. I have a sneaking suspicion that Sam might have hit the nail on the head without realizing it. I think the Vikings are going to take a wide receiver. There's no I think way. I think they're going to one of those studs is going to be there, or they're going to trade back and take Rashid Bateman. I I just don't. I'm not saying they should. I just have a gut feeling. I don't know. I, and they're going to get Lyman. Yeah, I don't. Players. I don't really agree, and I, I think it, it's really because say what you will about Spielman. Um, he's, I don't mind him. No, I know. I'm just saying. But one thing he's pretty good at is assessing where we're where we're where we have gaps. Um, how he evaluates the players to fill those gaps is maybe a separate discussion. But we needed to reload on corners this past draft. We went and got him. Uh, offensive line has not been great over the past few years. We haven't maybe used a first round pick every year, but we've used at the very least a second round pick on an offensive lineman. Um, and to Sam's point in the trenches, offense and defense is where we could use some help. And it's a good class for both of those positions more on the edge on, on the defensive side of the ball, but there are going to be some day one impact starters on both sides of the line that are there at 14. And it's just a matter of if they're the guys, like which one we want and, and who we want. With all the receivers and quarterbacks uh, and the couple offensive tackles that we know are going to probably go early, there's an, there's going to be, in the, in the two corners, there's going to be four or five guys between mostly edge rusher and and, uh, and offensive line that I think are going to be there for us and we're going to get to kind of take our pick. I, I actually feel good about how this draft is going to play out for the Vikings. Really? The positions that I think will go ahead that are going to be prioritized by teams in this draft are not positions of need necessarily for us. And so I think that'll leave a good, a good pool for us. I, I mean, I think they'll take a receiver at some point. I agree with you that I think third, fourth round, they're going to go get a guy, especially someone that can return kicks and punts. Um, but I don't think, is there go. any chance we don't trade back? Okay. Spielman loves to be active on draft day. Uh, so we can probably assume a trade is coming. Uh, if not on day one, is for sure on day two. And you he know what? I want... Go ahead, Sam. No, I mean that's what I was gonna say. Is we know something's coming, and he loves to accumulate picks too. So well, he's already got. He'll, like he'll probably accumulate picks, and he'll probably get. We'll all probably get offense linemen, defense linemen, and a wide receiver. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a quarterback because there'll probably be three quarterbacks taken in the second round. But unless one of them, unless the sixth one's taken at the end of the first round, but yeah, he. He said something interesting in an interview the other day, uh, Spielman did, about you normally hear him say like he likes having extra late round picks because he's like, don't you don't know a lot about why. those guys. Well, let me finish. There, there's more. There are basically more darts on the dartboard. But okay. he said this year, because of guys opting out and the weirdness of the season and the lack of in-person workouts and all of that because of COVID, he's actually more inclined to go for sure things. So it does kind of make it sound like maybe not into the high first round, but more into the second round, more into the third round, try and trade up and care less about those later round picks because you just don't know. You, it, you have a harder time assessing guys this year 
So go for the more sure things at the quote unquote sure things at the front of the draft. So it'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't be shocked to see him kind of deviate from what he normally does. Those later on picks don't turn out. It's dumb. No, well, I, 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 I don't, I don't disagree. I'm just telling you what he, how he feels. Who's gonna be the steal of the draft for anybody? Is it the Pitts dude, the tight end? I, he's gonna go like top five. Is it really a steal if he goes that yes, high? I mean, I, yes, I'm, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I think it's <sighs> a good question. I'm trying to think like. I mean, I'm sorry, San Francisco. That Jones dude isn't gonna play unless they get rid of Jimmy. Jimmy. There's rumors he's heading to the. Uh, he there's rumors he's he's heading to the. Uh, well, uh, Patriots. Yeah, I mean, and I mean they could just get, Teddy went for what a sixth round draft pick. Yeah. I Although mean, Jimmy G is is uh, he's not actually better than Teddy I don't think but he's perceived to be better so. Well, he's probably better than Teddy but that's not saying much so. I you know I think. One guy who I think could could be a, a bit of a steal. Um, going back to Sam's point about a few a few quarterbacks getting taken in the in the semi later rounds is Kellen Mond out of Texas A and M. He gives me and there's reasons why partially, but there's there, he gives me big kind of Dak Prescott vibes, and I think he's a guy that if if in the right situation he can sit for a year or two, can really develop. He's he's big, he's strong, he's got a good arm. Um, I think he could be. He could be really good. I mean, I, well, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Quarterbacks are always iffy, but he's a guy that I felt like performed at a high level in college and just needs some fine tuning. And he could be really good, I think. Yeah, I I personally think Trask is better. Trask has a lot of talent. Maybe that's because he was throwing to Pitts a lot. Um, but there's those three quarterbacks: there's Trask, Mond, and then the Mills guy from Stanford. And there's a group of like three to five teams who are in love with all all like each of those guys. Uh, and so each team has their own opinions about so those three quarterbacks too we don't really know who's gonna be good i think trask is the best out of the three but he's also ranked the lowest um so those three quarterbacks are also that's the thing about this year those three quarterbacks no one knows anything who's gonna be good who won't be and then besides the top one trevor lawrence no one really knows about the other ones even though the um it seems like wilson's gonna be too there's also a guy i read about um and I'm not going to pretend like I knew who this was before I started reading mock drafts and whatever that I, I, I think could be really good, but it's all a matter of, uh, Walker little, uh, he's a, he's a uh, tackle from uh, offensive tackle from Stanford. He like once was like top, top, you know, potential pick in his class, bad knee injury in 2019 and sat out 2020 because of COVID. So he's gone basically a season and a half without playing. Um, he has some bad injury history, but before that he was looked at as one of the top prospects in his class. Like literally there was, I read somewhere that, you know, four years ago he was looked at as like a future top five pick. So he's got the tools. He had the performance when he was healthy. Um, but you take a year and a half off. What does that do to you? So I think he's a prospect that the potential is certainly there. It's a matter of how much did that year and a half off and that injury really impact him. And there's no way to know because he because he didn't play. So I got um, a great question for you too. Well, and uh, go I'll, ahead. No, go ahead. I think the guard from USC, Vera Tucker, is like he's projected like the fifth rated uh, offensive lineman in this draft, and I think he might be one of the best pro ready offensive linemen who can play right away immediately. 
the Vikings, I know, looking for a tackle, not a guard, but he played left tackle uh, for USC last year, but they think he's better at guard, and he's also an alignment who would probably go late first round, but he's not supposed to be, a, he's going to be like five or fifth or sixth offense lineman taken. I think he's slept on by a lot of teams. All right, so I just bought the, the Vikings. I, I forgot to tell you guys, and I know you two aren't very successful in the in the business world, so I'm going to make you two the general managers. Um, here's my question. Who do you want in this draft? Anybody. If you could have anyone in this draft, who do you want, and what would you trade to get them if you think you need to? That's like a professional question I just asked you to. Are you guys impressed, sort of? Sort of. While you're thinking, I want to give another a shout-out to Coach Brian Meyer, his first base coach, who is going to be listening to this draft talk. He was on pins and needles. He was wishing he could listen to it live. He got a, he got th- a three-run rally in the bottom of the seventh to win a game, and mostly on his uh, sending the guys around. Anyways, so, okay, re- I'm going to rephrase the question or repeat it, too. Who do you want in this draft? It can be anyone. It can be Lawrence if you want him. Who do you want, and what would you trade to get him if you think you need to? Or maybe you think they might fall to you. Um, I think I think with the Vikings, the biggest holes on their roster are the defensive line, especially either pass rushing interior defensive lineman or an edge rusher to complement Daniel Hunter. And then obviously the offensive line. Um, you have two standout offensive linemen uh, at the top of this draft. Rashawn Slater and, and, and Pene Sua, who I'm sure I'm pronouncing their names wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you had that one right, actually. I, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the Oregon guy's name. It's definitely Sua. I think Sewell, you had Sewell, it right. I think but I don't, if it's that. Penny or Pene or... Penai or some other word I shouldn't say on the air. Um, anyways, I, I the obvious choice feels like them, but I think going back to Sam's comment about the the USC lineman Vera Tucker, he's pretty dang good too, and he's probably going to fall to you at 14. Um, so if you feel like he's going to fall to you at 14, I'm inclined to trade try and trade back into the into the first round you give up you know a handful of draft picks from this year maybe your first rounder from next year guys on you could throw in somebody on the roster but i don't think we have the depth in many positions to have that luxury i mean i, I don't know who I, I i'm legitimately thinking about the roster i'm not sure who you give up that has a lot of value where you have a, a ready a ready-made substitute you know maybe if you draft somebody maybe you trade one of our corners you got five average to below average guys you just whatever but i think if you pass I, I i think the logical thing to do is try and address those two spots in the first round i think the offensive tackle situation will, will take care of itself and you'll get your you'll get one of them if you don't get vera tucker you'll get this darisaw guy out of virginia tech who's also very good and i think you trade back into the, the first round somewhere between 15 to 21 22 whoever you know whoever will have you and i think you go and get either Paye, the edge rusher out of Michigan. You get Barmore, who's the big defensive tackle from Alabama. Um, 
or if he if he falls to you, the the edge guy from Miami, who I think will probably go and buy 20, but uh, Jalen Phillips. I think those are three guys on the defensive side of the ball that would make an impact for you from day one. And if you can address your offensive line and your defensive line, both in the first round, I think that's a home run. All right, and so I before- give up I give up draft picks because I don't I, I cannot honestly think of anybody on the roster. Like I said, besides maybe one of the corners where you could get rid of them and have a guy behind them ready to go. All right, before I go to Sam, so let me recap this. So you would actually hold tight and just take whatever is the best offensive lineman available. You're fine with that. Yep. And, because I think, yeah. I, oh, I, I just, okay, and then, all right, all right, that's fine. I got gotcha. you. And then uh, trade back in. So let me ask you a question. If you could, if you had the first pick in the draft, who would you take? With our current roster? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I mean... My answer would be I would trade out of it, but if I can't trade out of it, I would I would take Lawrence. Okay, Sam. Same yeah. question. No, I'll save that question for the end. Uh, who do you want in this draft? And if needed, what would you what would it take to get him? Yeah, so I would either stay put or trade up a couple spots. I think Rashawn Slater from Northwestern is the guy we should get. Um, I know his he's like right. He's not the top offense tackle in the in the draft, but Slater can play every position on the line. Uh, we can move around. We still only have three spots locked down the line right now, so we can put him where we want. And I think he was very impressive. He played well against um, uh, what's the dude? He played well against uh, the dude from Iowa State. Can't remember. My camera. Yeah, Chase Young. We played him, and he's proven he's battle tested. I think that's the guy we get. And he might go two picks before our current one at 14, or he might fall to us depending on. The Virginia Tech guy goes ahead of him, so I'd I'd go go him trade up a couple to get him, and we can just that wouldn't really take much, I don't think. And then in the second round, um, I, I I we need to go edge in the second round. I don't think we trade up in the first round to get the edge. I think there's the guy, there's a, two guys from Miami, but there's one in the second. Let's predict to go second round, who went off in 2019, but then sat out last year, so he's not he's probably won't go in the first round. Uh, but he showed a lot. Of, he had almost, I think, he had 15 plus stacks in 2019. Then sat out last year. So he's a guy we could look in the edge in the second round for Miami. And then maybe at, I don't know if he'll fall to us, but trade up for that one. And like Drew said earlier, with this year, a lot of guys sitting out. You don't really know what's gonna, who's gonna be going the sixth, seventh round. And I don't think we need very many of those picks. And we have a ton of ton of late round picks this year because Spielman loves to accumulate them. Uh, but he also loves to accumulate him so we can trade him away. So that's what I would do. Um, yeah, I'd, I would for Northwestern tackle or trade up to get him a couple spots and then um, go get the edge from the second edge from Miami. I think Rosau, uh, I think he's got a lot, very raw and a lot more potential than the other guy. So if you could have anyone in this draft, who would it be? I, I want Slater. Okay. For our team. That's fair. Well, I, I, I mean, oh, go ahead, Sam. I was gonna say, I mean, obviously Lawrence, but I don't, I don't think we need to trade up and give give that much away for him. So he's the best player in the draft. You guys both say, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, think I'm he's. Getting that I don't know. Yeah, he's at the at. He's definitely probably on team neutral, the most impactful at the quarterback position. I mean, a lot of people would argue and say that Pitts is actually the quote unquote best player in the draft, but because he plays a not as important position, he'll, he'll go four or five, six, whatever. 
Um, I have a question for you, though, Dad. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I think we all probably collectively agree, and let me know if you disagree, that you're now the GM. You fired us because we sucked, and as the owner, you had to take Oh, off. my God. I knew this was ridiculous coming. I tried so hard for you guys. I know. You did what you could for us, and we I appreciate mean, it, but I, I we got had to move on. You wish us our best in our future endeavors, in the words yes. of the, the WWE. Um, yes. I think we probably all collectively agree, but let me know if you don't, that offensive line is our number one issue. Yeah. And defensive – well, and you may disagree, and this is where you may disagree. Sam and I think defensive line is maybe secondary. Well, do we have Hunter or don't we have Hunter? We have Hunter. Hunter is playing. He is happy. He is playing a full season. As the new owner, you have smoothed over that relationship. Hey, Wait, so let, go. But, uh, before you ask the question, because I'm old and I'll forget to say this, uh, is there any rumblings that Linville – I might have a scoop for you guys. Could Linville Joseph be returning to the Vikings? Because – Someone you guys know waited on him at Pool and Yacht Club. He still lives in Minnesota. Like he still has a. I, I've read that before. He yeah. still has a. Oh, I don't. He was, I don't think so. Last he week, just, he, last weekend he was dining at Pool and Yacht Club, and someone you guys used to live with uh, uh, waited on him. No, he still he still lives in Minnesota. Right, I, he, I I won't start that rumor then. Well, you can. Go I mean, with your, go ahead with your question. So let's just assume we take a we. We stay pat in the first round. We take an offensive lineman. Let's just – that's happened. At, at 14, you, that's your decision. What are we picking? What? What are we picking? 14? 14. We don't move from 14. So we stay I at pick, 14, okay. yep. and we take an offensive lineman. That You don't get – that That happened. Yep. All right? What is the second piece that you address? What is our What is our next most important thing you have to address? And if the answer is defensive line, since me and Sam kind of already went through that, what is the third most important piece to address – and I don't, you don't have to name a guy because we're getting into the later rounds here. And I don't, I don't even know that many players, but where do you look to address that spot? Do you trade up to get it? Do you think you can wait? Cause it's a deep class. Go. Personally, I, first of all, I'm not so convinced we need defensive line help. If we got Pierce back and we signed the other fat guy from the giants, and then we've allegedly have Hunter back and, I I take like our third, fourth, seven of our sixth round picks, maybe a third round pick next year. I get back into the first round and I take Rashad Bateman. If we've already addressed the offensive line, I take a third stud receiver. I really do. And I, and I'll tell you, the steal of the draft yes last year was Jefferson, and I think Bateman could be the same. And I don't think you're wrong about I I don't think you're wrong about that. I think. I mean, if we've already addressed the offensive line, yeah, we've I'm, already I'm addressed not as it. worried. I'm not as worried about the defensive line because you're you're really adding three alleged really good players uh, back to the team or on the team or for the first time. So I think I do everything I can to get back into the first round and uh, probably before Baltimore because I think they'll take him and take Bateman. I really would and. That's what I would do. And even if I had to give up a draft pick next year, because if we have a decent season, it won't matter much. But that's what I would actually do. I know it sounds kind of weird. I mean, I... No, I don't think it sounds that weird. If there was a stud, I mean, we could probably even still to this day use a cornerback. But, I mean, what That's what I was going to say. Now that the nut job we won't have next year because... Well, I don't know what Hughes' deal is. Is he back? Is he not back? I know he gets to keep his number, but... uh, 
Did you hear? By the way, this whole number thing where you have to buy every other jersey in stock is insane. Have you heard this thing? It's dumb because it's what helps the NFL. People go out and buy new jerseys. Yeah. It's, it's such a money grab. It's ridiculous. I can't believe you have to buy up every number 21 that's out there in order to uh, – it's just so weird. I don't think there were very many. Was No. The, uh, actually, that you, there was none. <laughs> well, they, had, they hadn't shipped them yet? I, I, they basically was none, and Peterson could have done anything he wanted, but he, yeah. he decided – Um. But anyways, uh, that's probably what I would do. Uh, I'd be if I was a general manager, I'd be so aggressive. I I don't give a crap about my fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. I would I get rid of them every year. Yeah, I think I think the reality is a lot of people. <clears throat> I think a lot of GMs do feel that way. So yeah, it's no, not we're as the only to... ones that don't. I, just yeah. because, yeah, especially with free agency and and. And the, although next year, then the money is going to completely change. So yeah, well, that's the only thing that's that's sort of nice. Some years to have those late round picks is they're just they're easy roster filler for nothing, you know. Right. Um. And when the Vikings, especially the last year or two, had a lot of money tied up in the top part of the roster, it was you know those seventh round rookies that will play a, five snaps or only on special teams are are cheaper than a you know a vet you know a vet on a minimum contract. So they're right. nice for that. But I agree with you. But I also think a lot of people agree with us, and that's why it's it's not as easy. There's not a lot of value in those, and people know, and GMs know that. So, um, of all, any final of, draft takes before you got to wrap yeah, us up? Yeah, I want to know who you think is going to be the biggest bust in the draft. It's going to be one of the quarterbacks. No question. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still don't. I I understand Wilson's looked really good in the pro days and all that, but I know I don't get the it. Dude, could not win a, a against a good team in college, so I'm still very unsure on him. And I, he's going to go number two. It's what they everyone's saying. Now he could be a, he could be a pretty big bust. True. Yeah, I don't get the Mac Jones thing. I I, I don't. And I think the ironic part is he'll have m- maybe even the best season out of those five the first year because of the situation he's in. But I think the second he's asked really? to do more. Um, It'll be it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why he's why they think he's better than Jimmy G, and I don't think Jimmy G is good. I'm just saying why no, is exactly why is he going to succeed any any better? I, I I you know I don't know. So he's he's he threw to he threw to two first round wide receivers like with one of the best offensive lines in the in the uh, in the draft. So I don't know. I you know he ran the exact same offense that Tua got dogged for running the year before, um, and Jalen Hurts before him. So I just, uh, I don't know. He's the easy one, I guess, to say, is like one of those quarterbacks. Um, the little tiny receiver from uh, Purdue. Uh, no, no, not oh, the skinny Purdue? one. The tiny one. Uh, yeah, Rondell Moore. Yeah. I, I think the whole little Sam receiver Sam and I guy, are familiar with him. Yeah, I think, um, I think the whole tiny receiver thing is that, that ship has sailed in the NFL. So I think he'll... Uh, like can you can you name like that doesn't really work anymore. I can't think of a guy that's that small that really has success anymore. So um, I'm probably forgetting. Well, wait, I, doesn't, Al- doesn't Alabama have a receiver that's only like 130 pounds? Well, he's 130 pounds, but he's like six foot one. <laughs> he's just oh, skinny okay. as heck. I, Rondell okay. Moore is like my size. I know Sam and I were up close and personal yeah. with him at, at the Purdue Michigan game. So, so I don't. Yeah, he, it's right. weird. He's like one of. The, it's like he's so small that people don't find him undersized. But it's like, so what are you gonna that, do? With him? 
ex Gopher Tutu Atwell's uh, going to be drafted. Talking about Tiny. Did you see uh, Mr. Seth Green headed to Houston? Uh, what am I missing on that? And then we'll wrap it up. What am I missing? It's his ninth know. year. Why did he? He couldn't have waited one more year here. He wanted to. Uh, it's not like he went anywhere where he could win anything. Either. Well, that's what I. I just. I'm just. Ba- I. I'm confused. Why would you leave here for Houston to do the same? I don't understand it. And he's yeah. really he's been playing football for nine years now. He's like a junior hockey player. I the I'm it just again the transfer portal thing. I'm I'm done with. I I can't keep track of. Are we gonna after watching the draft tomorrow night? Go God, that just that draft was ridiculous. It sucked. There was too much hype. Nothing makes sense. Or is it? You think it's gonna be exciting? Do you, well, I, similar question. And I'm sort of turning it on you and then making you answer your own question. But like. I thought last year's all things considered was kind of entertaining. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. back in person now. Is it going to it's going to be worse, well, right? Well, and they've already said that that uh that uh, uh who's the commissioner? Goodell. That he's allowed to hug people cuz he's been uh vaccinated. So they're already warning that he's going to be hugging people. I saw which, that. Which I find really pretty funny. Well, yeah. the thing about the the draft is it's like kind of predictable that we know in the fact that we know teams are going to take one or two guys or do one or two things. Uh, but so I think it'll be interesting, but we can't really feel, say it. To, to your point though, Sam, and sorry for interrupting you, but it does feel like this year more than most, we don't really know. I mean, we know, we know Lawrence and we're pretty sure about Zach Wilson, but after that, I mean, it is kind of iffy who's going to go where I feel like most years we, we know a lot more than this year. So let me just say something. The Wild game tonight has ended their season, period. Yeah. Ever since uh, Talbot decided to get in a fight, he yep. played so and bad. This, and they just proved why they will never, ever win in the playoffs, period, against a tough team. Because they can't – if you get – a team comes out and pushes them around, they're done. So if it's Colorado – now the Golden Knights don't seem to push people around, so but I don't. We won't even get to that game. But uh, they're they proved this. This was the end of their season tonight, blowing a three-one third period lead because they're idiots. So well, let's just put. Th- By the way, before we go, what in the heck is going on with your soccer team? You talk about a horrible coach. I, I haven't even watched uh, either game. I haven't to be watched. Honest. I just see. I just see the. Uh, you know, I just see the uh, whatever you call it. I I can't. I can't speak on it because I, I legitimately haven't watched it, watched a minute yet. I, I don't know. They sign all these guys. I'm not even sure if they're playing or not playing or what the <laughs> going on. But. No, you're right about that. That 14-year-old they signed has never actually played. And now they just signed somebody else to, like, take his spot. I did read that, apparently. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. I, I, I legitimately don't know. Like, Finch is a, an idiot, so. I. Finchy. I like the other Finchy more. They call the soccer coach Inchy. Why? What's his name? And we have I don't, his name's Adrian Heath. They just call him Inchy. And then they call uh, our basketball coach Finchy because that's actually his name. He's pretty bad. Yeah, he's not good. He's not good. I mean, he's really bad. But that's okay. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to discuss? I don't know. We we were kind of mid, you know, how's the draft going to be? And then you went, you went ranting about the wild out of nowhere. Oh, I thought we were okay. 
Well, you started to turn the tables on me. I thought you didn't want to answer my question. Well, I wanted you to answer your question. Do I think the draft is going to be not? Yeah, um, because it's in person again. Yeah. And then he talked about the hugging and you, you got weird. The, I don't think the, well, no, I, that was a whole big thing that they made at a point. There's only going to be like, what, eight people there or something? Very few players, right? I don't think many, no. Um, I think there's been so much hype with the draft that uh oh and the, by the way uh vikings are all their the entire staff allegedly has been vaccinated so you will not see the vikings with masks on in the in the room mm. they made that a point to tell us too like any of us do we, i mean do i really care anymore if they're sitting there with masks on it's not really gonna hurt me some but people it, definitely do care so they i know you don't but some people do. Well, i know i'm not in the room with them so i mean those people shouldn't care. They're not going to get sick from these I people. I know, but it goes but back to what we've been I saying. Mean, I'm not getting on the It's as much a lead by example thing than, than anything. Like right, well, in the, when they were in the NBA bubble. It didn't make sense. All, they were bubbled, well, but. well, I've been vaccinated, so. You have. Fully, by the way. No, I, I know. I'm just I partially know. like you guys. Fully. Uh, I think the day, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be pretty uneventful. Do you watch the whole draft? Do you watch all all seven rounds? I've never, ever home for the draft. Last year, I think we were because we were uh, in jail. with We were stuck inside with COVID. So I did watch it, which, to your point, was different. And then this year, I've got a team meal at Carboni's, and I'm not a fan of Carboni's. Shout out if you're listening, Carboni's. And uh, so I'm going to try to get home right when it starts, yes. There goes that potential sponsorship. I know, right? <laughs> Why am I well, like Or that? they could give us a lot of food to see to change that to mine. <laughs> right. uh, you should you should probably wrap this up before you disparage another potential. Well, one of okay, that's a good point. So um, tune in next week and we'll recap uh, all the stuff we said. We'll see see how much of it we're we're usually pretty right. You know that? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we are. <laughs> so yeah that's good. We, we do okay so we will be back next week and uh till then happy drafting Future and our goals inside.